Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I have a great interview lined up for you guys this week. I have Nicole Rule on the podcast from Greatest Worth, and you guys are going to love this conversation. I originally got in touch with Nicole because we both were at Rise Dallas last summer, um, Rachel Hollis's event, and we connected through that. And I have been waiting for several months to have her on the podcast. She is a wife, a mom of four, and her and I have a lot in common in our stories and our holistic approach to budgeting and financial freedom. Her and her family tackled $100,000 of debt in 26 months so crazy. And now her journey has led her to starting her own business, teaching others how to become debt-free and creating a budget based on their values. And we have a really great conversation about long-term goals and you guys are going to love it. Before we welcome Nicole, I want to remind you guys about my free course, Magic and Money, and its recent 2020 facelift that we just finished giving it. This is a free 10-day course, and it was designed to help you revitalize your money mindset and rekindle your spark for life. This course is full of short, actionable lessons that is perfect for the woman that is ready to overcome the overwhelm of her relationship with money. And a lot of what Nicole and I are going to talk about today also ties into what I talk about in the Magic and Money course. So if you enjoy this episode, you will definitely enjoy the Magic and Money course. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes where you can jump over and sign up right now, or you can go to a sunnysideuplife.com and you're going to see the freebie tab up at the top, click it, and you'll see the drop down option for Magic and Money. Sign up and I will send you the first email immediately after you sign up and you are going to love it. All right. Let's welcome Nicole to the podcast. All right, everyone, I am here with Nicole, and I am so excited for you guys to hear a little bit more about her story. So welcome, and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Thank you, Sammy. I'm really excited to be here. I know it's really fun to hear from other like real people who have done these money journeys. So thank you for letting me be here. In short, I'll give you like the short version of my story, <laughs> but basically it was about... Um, nine, like, oh my gosh, almost 10 years ago now where I had, I had had my second baby. So she was just born. I was about to go back to work. I basically never thought about my money. Totally just didn't think about it at all. And as I was going back to work, I was like, I really didn't want to go back to work because I had a two-year-old and then this new baby. And I was like, I really just wanted to have the opportunity to be home a couple days a week, whatever. And as I started to crunch the numbers, which I had, like I said, never done before, I realized that we were $100,000 in debt and that we were overspending every month, which you think to yourself, like, how is that actually possible? But it's totally possible with all like oh, yeah. cards and all that stuff these days. So yeah, we weren't even like living within our means like at all. So what I found out is that I didn't have any options. To, to stay at home. Mm-hmm. There were no options. I just had to go back to work. So at that point, I became really frustrated. And just so me and my husband kind of got on the same page. And we ended up 
paying off all of that debt and in the process, I mean, you know, too, cause you have your own process when you're in the process of paying off debt, that's kind of when you come to all these revelations and start learning about yourself and realizing that you're living a certain way that, Oh my gosh, why am I living that way? I didn't even want to be living that way. That's not who I am. So in the process of realizing all of that stuff and creating a new way of relating to money, I had friends who started coming to me and asking me how to do this process. And so after a couple of years of doing that for free, I realized I really loved doing it and it was kind of yeah. where my heart was. And so then I created Greatest Worth from that. So that's the short story. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know what it is about the second baby, but it was like our second, our second daughter as well when we were kind of like, what are we doing? I guess because you kind of feel like you're real parents then, you know, <laughs> like it's so easy to just drag along your first one and all of your crazy whatever you're doing, but then you have two and you're like, Okay, I'm like a real parent. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get serious. Yeah. <laughs> so that was for us too. It was our second baby was just like, uh, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. And there's no I think the thing for me too is I started like going into the future and being like, okay, like mm -hmm. 10 years from now when we're outside of babyhood, like what will our life be? And I realized there was no difference. There couldn't yeah. be any different because we were living this, this unsustainable lifestyle. Yeah. And so you guys have four kids, have four right? Four kids now. Yeah. They're 11, nine, seven, and five. Goodness. Yeah. That's so fun. So, my oldest is nine. So we're, my youngest is, is four. So we're kind of yeah, going through the same, yeah. the same kind of phases right now. It's super yeah. fun. <laughs> it is, it's different, but it's like a cool you know, they're, they're like their own people now. Yeah. We're kind of, we're getting away from the baby yeah. years and they like sleep yes. pretty normally. And it's just like, we're in a whole new world. We, we were having dinner the other night for mother's day at my sister's house. And I just looked over and all of my kids were like, feeding themselves and like not even at the same table as me. And I was just like, when did this happen? It's happening. <laughs> you know? It's happening. The second life is beginning. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so had you guys tried to like get your money under control before or like what was that whole, were you completely oblivious? What was that like? Well, like I said, I was completely oblivious, but I will not <laughs> say that my husband was completely bold. Right. He had been honestly talking to it about me since we were married, which was, yeah. we had been married a long time before we had kids. So that was probably like for nine years, which is mm -hmm. hilarious to me when I think about it, the poor guy. I, and I was just like, it's fine. Everything's fine. Like we live more frugally than most of our friends. Like how can this actually be a problem? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a huge problem. So I, I avoided it like the plague and he was constantly trying new things and new budgets, but Obviously, with me not being on board, that was really hard for him. So once I finally got on board was when it started to take off. Do you think that the whole, your turning point was really like, okay, I want to be home more with the kids. Like, what is the future? Like, what was, what was really the defining moment for you? Yeah, that's a good question because it sounds like, right, like I wanted to be a stay-at-home mm -hmm. mom, which is actually not really true, right? Because here I am starting <laughs> my own business. Um, yeah. The truth is I wanted options and I wanted freedom yeah. and I wanted to be able to dream about our future in a way that felt like it was actually attainable. And, mm -hmm. and in that moment where I saw this debt and I could feel like the, it's like a, pre, it's like a pressure, right? It's like this thing that pushes on you that, you know, is like unrelenting and without getting rid of it, or at least starting to eliminate some of it 
you realize that there's nowhere to go. There, there really is no future because the debt yeah. payments extend out forever. It's forever. Mm -hmm. So like you can't even be like, okay, 10 years from now, then I'll be out of it. No, like you have to be super intentional about getting yourself out of it. So that was the yeah. big thing. It was like, I knew I had dreams and there were things that I wanted to do and, and none of it felt possible in that space. Yeah. That's a terrible feeling. Yeah. It, it's just so, it's soul crushing. I mean, you can't dream, you can't be excited. And for us, it was like, we literally had not thought about the future without arguing or be feeling sick at our stomachs or it was just, there was nothing fun and, or exciting or yes. free to look forward to. Yes. It was just all debt and getting worse. And when are we going to have to replace the vehicles and how in the world are we ever going to afford to do X, Y, Z? And then it was just a spiral and that's not a way to live. Mm -hmm. It's not fun at all. So what has it been like for you guys? I'd like to ask this question a lot to my fellow moms. Mm -hmm. What is it like to raise kids and kind of, you know, like you said, like you're, you were already more frugal than most of the people you knew. And so you definitely have to be now. So what is it like raising kids so differently than the norm? It's hard. Like, I'm not going to lie, yeah. especially in the <laughs> beginning, because people have opinions. Mm -hmm. And they're not afraid to share those, those opinions, especially it was surprising to me. It was like family and close friends yeah. who would share yeah. their kind of like not very nice opinions. Um, now that we're out of the process and people, it's funny because after you're out of the process, people are like, whoa, how did you do how that? You do That's it? amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're in it, they literally think you're crazy and they'll judge you and tell you that you're like ruining your children and all the yes. things. So for me, through the process is when we started to realize, and we'll, we'll talk about this later, but creating a vision for our life and creating values mm -hmm. for our family that we then use as like a filter for our budget. So like we, we put everything that we spend money on through the filter of those values. And then that helps us to know if we're really making the right decision for our kids or for ourselves and not basing it on what other people think because that's not reliable. Like what other yeah. people think is not reliable at all. Yeah, I love that. And it's just like what other people are doing, that's not necessarily your dream, you know? And for us, like we have been renting this tiny two-bedroom house for almost three years now. And people thought we were super crazy, family of five, moving from 3,000 square feet to 600 square mm -hmm. feet. And now even my mom, I mean, she was very loving, like, okay, sure, I'll trust you, you're crazy, but I'll... Sure. Right. You know, and then even the other day she goes like, we were talking about kind of where we are financially and just kind of talking and, and she's like, you know, I thought you guys were crazy, but I see it now. And I am just so proud of you guys. Yes. And it's just like her vision for us was not our vision for us. And even though it came from a place of love, it just was like, I know you love us, but like, we've got to do what we see, yes. you know, our future being like, yes. And I love that you brought that up. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about this vision and how people can create one for themselves, what it is, and how we can make that line up with our financial goals. Okay. 
So for me, like during the process, like I said, the visioning was like kind of the key to the whole thing. So visioning was kind of how my husband came to me and finally kind of got me on board. So I, you know, I had this kind of awakening myself and then he came to me at one point and instead of like, we're overspending every month, here's the numbers, blah, 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 right? That's what I heard, blah, blah, blah. Instead, he came to me and he was like, I want this for our life. Like, here's this vision that I have for us and it's so big and it's so beautiful and I want to live this out with you and it would be so meaningful if we could do this together. And that vision is then tied to our money, right? Like if we can get our money to a place that supports that vision, then we get that vision even quicker or whatever. That was like the turning point for me. So he brought me this vision and then we started visioning together. And then once we created the vision, you know, it's one thing to have this big grand plan, but it's another thing to actually make it actionable. So that's what I teach people now is how to make the vision actionable because the vision is what will get you going. Like it's what all financial people talk about. So you have to know your why, or you have to have motivation. I don't know what you call, I'm sure you have it too. There's something you must call it something. Yeah. Yeah. We, I kind of just say like a, you know, like a big vision, like a a map of your life, like you say, and that's why I was so excited to talk to you about this topic. So I was like, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. Like you got to dream the dream, but also you have to put it into action. I feel like there's so many people that say one day I want to go to Italy one day. I want to build this house, you know, like all these things. And then it's like, okay, friend. Yeah work, you know, like, what are you actually doing? (laughs) You know? And so I like that you kind of, you talk about both. I think that's so important. Yeah. So So. how I break it down, I'll just tell you my process for it. So what I teach people is, so you create, so you can make it, I teach people a 10 year vision because often 10 years feels far enough out where you can dream freely. There's possibilities. possibilities. (laughs) Yes. Whereas, but some people don't like all that possibility. And, you know, with the time frame that we're in and this crisis that we're in, you know, some people might be like, well, let's make a six month vision or a one year vision. You can do whatever time frame you like. So um, if, if we're doing a 10 year vision, you say, okay, what are the possibilities for this 10 year? And you dream, you just brainstorm and you create this amazing, beautiful dream for yourself. Um, And then from there, what you do is you break it down into actual goals. This is money that we're talking about. So we're creating money goals. So you would break down your vision into what money goals do I need to achieve in order to get me closer to that vision, right? So if if your vision included um, moving to Italy for a year with your family, but you have debt and you have a mortgage and you have all these things or you have a regular nine to five job that you're not able to leave. You can make them small. You could say, I pay off one credit card. Then I pay off two credit cards. Then I pay off the third credit card. Then I pay off my student loans. Then we downsize, we sell our house so that we have the cash or we learn how to rent our house. Whatever the money goal is that would help you to get to that big vision. Then you just, after you've got your 10 goals, then you pick one goal, right? And that's how you, that's how you start to make it actionable. Because what happens is it feels so big and then you have all these goals and you're like, that's crazy. I can't do all of that. But when you're like, okay, well, you pick the one that you can start on right now, which is probably I will pay off my $1,000 credit card. Mm -hmm. That feels super doable, right? When you make it super small 
And that's what you're taking action on. And then you do that until you achieve that goal. And then you move to the next goal. And so that's kind of how I break it down for people. And you can even get smaller, right? So you can say, okay, my goal, my one goal is to pay off my $1,000 credit card. And then you can say, okay, what are some action steps I could take in order to pay off that credit card? So I could start meal planning or I could learn how to, how to budget. Maybe they don't even budget yeah. yet. You know, like yeah. you're just starting to take even like further actions. You're like breaking it down even more until you're, you know, small, smallest level to where you can start taking action. I love that. Yeah. Because when you start to think of the whole thing, I mean, probably like you guys, when you looked at that hundred thousand dollars of debt, no options of yes. where you work, what you do during the day, you know, whatever. And it's just like, it's so overwhelming. It's just easier to bury your head in the sand and just keep doing what you're yes. doing. You know, that is one of my biggest things is like, if you don't build that foundation for your life, it's all going to crumble. And I think that's why a lot of people, you know, they don't, they don't break it down. They just start barreling off into the hundred thousand and they've never made a plan and they're just kind of all over the place. And, you know, we really like to like build a foundation. And I talk a lot about, you know, make a mission statement for your life and start to work on all of the other things that go into it, like gaining the momentum and, you know, attracting the right things to you and all of that with your like magnetism and yes. all of that. And I know you talk about that a little bit too, as far as like, you know, the values system. So tell us a little bit more about that. So first, let me just say, I love having this conversation. So many money people who overlook like this bigger picture, right? Money is not yeah. just a budget. It's so holistic. It's like your whole life. Um, yeah. I really feel like it's the foundation to like, well, my tagline is make a life you love, start with your money. And I really feel yeah. like that's the truth of it right there. I love so that. I'm so glad we're having this conversation. <laughs> um, but okay, values. So values is actually the second step in my process. And that was a real uh, life changer for me too. That was kind of before I was on like a personal development journey, all that thing. Mm -hmm. Now, I, you know, I consume all these books. And so within like all of my personal development life, I've kind of learned that having values for your business or your life, whatever it is, is necessary. It's not even really an option. And so the values process for me looks really similar to like if you were doing it for your business. I actually just did a coaching, a group coaching topic on this. And I was telling them like, your life is like your business. You got to run your life just like it's a business. And businesses that have values in place, those are the businesses we're attracted to. And those are the businesses we want to like throw our money at. And because those are the businesses that are like doing meaningful work. And that's what we want. You know, like that is what I want for people, for women, especially in the world, to feel like they're doing like meaningful work in the world. And so they're, yeah. so in order to find your values, like, I really think you just have to think about, I hate to use the word passion because sometimes that can get like weird for people. They're like, I don't have a passion or I don't know, <laughs> but I think there's just things inside of you that you know that you care about. So in my workbook, I give you like a list of like a hundred different words that just kind of, ins you know, create inspiration. But some of my personal values are like playfulness, um, ease, community, simplicity. So it's like 
creating these words, or they could be phrases even, that have a lot of meaning to you. So not only do you like write the word down, but then you define it and actually make it meaningful to you because you know you might value community too, but that might look really different to you than it does to me. So once you start to define it, then you'll start to see like, oh, like for me, community means I want to have people over for dinner once a week um, just so that I can continue to build relationships with new people. And that takes money, right? Like it takes money to have people over for dinner. So it's those kinds of things. Knowing your values will help you to align your budget in a way that will, that will bring you joy, right? Because if you're living from your like deepest, the deepest parts of you, then, and you're, and you're aligning your money with that, that is, that is what is going to help you to like feel fulfilled and happy and align. Yeah. And that's, that's the good stuff of life. And I feel like, you know, I tell people all the time, this is, this is your life. Mm -hmm. And if you just coast through it or barrel through it or like whatever, if you just go through it unintentionally, you're going to blink and it's going to be over and it's going to be too late. And I just feel like it's too precious of a thing to go through without a vision and a plan. And, and that doesn't mean you have to be super boxed in and claustrophobic and like, okay, well I made a budget and I can never do this. No, it's like the complete opposite. It is the complete opposite. And have you ever read, um, any of Brene Brown's books? Yes. Lots of them. (laughs) And I was thinking when you were saying, I am obsessed with her. I was thinking when you were saying that about, Dare to Lead, I think it is. Uh, I don't. I've like listened to all of her books on audio, and they all kind of start to yes. blur together. <laughs> but um, where she has you come up with your words, I was so I was kind of surprised by mine. She was like, "Don't feel guilty, like if you don't put like family or you know whatever you think yes. you're supposed to put." And I narrowed mine down and narrowed mine down, and mine came out to spaciousness and authenticity. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Yes," because it's not like freedom. Okay. Freedom. I have three kids. I'm only going to get a certain amount of freedom, Uh but like spaciousness. And that's what I wanted with our money was like, you know, we go camping a lot. We go boating a lot. You know, my husband works offshore, so he's gone three weeks home three weeks. So we have like a spaciousness in our schedule and our routines. That is so important to me. And I'm like, that's what I wanted. I wanted the boat so we could like the spaciousness to just get away for the day and go and do and the authenticity to be like, yeah, we're those people that like we boat a lot. Like we're a little weird about it, but we like it and that's us. And you know, those are my values. And I was actually really surprised that those were my values. But once I found those and I kind of identified with those words, it all just started like coming together like a puzzle. (laughs) Like a puzzle. I haven't read that book of hers, but I'm going to, if it's Dare to Lead, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's which one. I, I did the same thing. I went on like a little silent retreat at the beginning of the year and it was actually before COVID. So interestingly enough, yeah. but I, I kind of redefined because all we have ever had are family values and we hadn't had like individual values. And so I was like, well, what are my values? Right. Mm-hmm. I think moms are really bad about this. Yeah. We're like, well, as a family, this yes. is what we feel. I mean, that's cool too, but like also you're your own person. Yes. (laughs) Don't forget that. Yes. (laughs) And so just like you, I found three words. So my three words are playfulness, ease, and intention. And when I put all three of them together, it was like, oh my God, that's me. 
It was like everything about it felt so right. And so now anytime like something comes to me or an opportunity comes to me, I'm like, well, does this fit within like who I am and those three values? And you can kind of put it like your values are the filter and you'd be like, does that fit in with like ease? Does it provide me with ease? Am I being intentional about it? And do I feel playful when I think about that? And I'm like, yes or no. And it's so much easier to like, make decisions and yeah it it feels so right so when you find your words you'll know it you for sure will know yeah you feel so seen and you feel so like all right I'm on a path now and I got this and you know it's just like I think about you know setting a big vision and setting goals and all of that as it's your roadmap for your life and we all have been on that trip where we don't know exactly where we're going. And so every time you're like slamming on the brakes, you're like looking, should I go this way? Should I go that way? You know, but when you know exactly where you're going, you just go. Mm-hmm. And like, those are the best. You can listen to the radio. You can relax. You can do your thing because you're like, I know where I'm going. I'm not going to miss my turn. I'm good. Yeah. And like, that's where the spaciousness comes. And that's where the playfulness comes. And you can just relax and be you. That's so good. Yes. I hadn't thought of it. Yeah. I actually do talk about the vision being a map too, but like thinking about like, well, when you're so solid on your vision and you know where you're going, that then you have the spaciousness. That's so true. And then I actually, I talk about the values being like the GPS. Mm -hmm. Actually, like it's like the values will reroute you when you feel confused and you don't know which direction if you somehow waylaid your values will reroute you in, in like the direction you're supposed to go. I love that. I love that. And I think that it's a lot of, you know, we, we as a society, as the norm, it's so easy to just be busy, busy, busy and going so fast through life. And I think that is such our norm. And I was really excited to, which we've had this meeting for way longer than COVID and like all of this stuff, but it just felt so good to like, okay, this is a perfect topic right now. So I feel like people are really into the rethinking everything, which is going to be a positive outcome of this super negative time in all of our lives. So I want to hear a little bit more from you on like your view on like everyone slowing down and redefining and, and why it's so important, especially right now. Yeah, I just think it's the perfect opportunity, right? Like where it's kind of a forced reset is how I see it. And that's what's been happening, honestly, in my own life. And mm-hmm. my husband's a realtor. And so basically all of his business has gone away. You know, thankfully we've prepared for that and we're okay. And so we're actually using it as an opportunity. We call it his sabbatical because we're just Mm -hmm. like, we're just taking time so that now he can figure out, like he knew he didn't want to be a realtor forever. So now he's taking time to figure out like, what does he actually want and what is he here for? I know that that sounds like so spiritual or, but I really, I really believe like this is a perfect time. Even if you're in a bad space, right? Like even if you're Mm -hmm. drowning in debt and you lost your job and you might have to sell your house and move in with parents. I think like those times, those really kind of, they feel like a dark time are the perfect opportunity to reevaluate and see like, is this really what I wanted for my life? Do I want that back? Do I actually want that back? Or do I want to like go a completely different direction? I was just listening 
to Rob Bell. I don't know if you know Rob Bell at all. He has a podcast and he was talking about this like deep knowing that we all have inside of ourselves and just really tapping into that. What he was saying is like years and years ago, like 1600 years ago, the narrative has been to not listen to your intuition, to your inside. The narrative has been like, you need to seek authority. You need to seek guidance. You need like a mentor. You need all these external things. But the truth is, is we really actually know inside of ourselves, we know. And that's what the values will do. And that's what creating a vision will do. And all the, you know, beautiful things you were talking about, like the, the magnetism and those things are all about finding out what you actually want. And the thing with, with money people that I've noticed in the space is that, you know, most of them are just, they're giving you a formula, which works mm-hmm. for a while. It will work, but that doesn't help you to find who you are and what you want and um, move, in, move in a direction that will get you where you want. So I really truly believe no matter where you are in the COVID space, I know some people are loving it. Some people are like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. Um, it's just the perfect time to use it as a reset. I love that. I mean, you've probably seen the memes that are going around. It's like before we rush to getting back to normal, let's think if we really, if we want to go yes. back to what was normal. And I just, I love that. And I also have seen all of the things about um, what, like the hole in the ozone layer is like closing up and about the pollution in India. And like, they could see the the mountains for the first time in however many years. And I was like, we're kind of resetting. Yeah. And I feel like if nature is doing that, then maybe we should follow suit. Yeah. Maybe this is a good time to reset. And I know, you know, a lot of people are in a really bad spot right now, but maybe like you said, like, maybe that's the perfect time. And for us, it was kind of, we were in a really bad spot when we decided no more, you know, we had just had our second daughter and we were just drowning and, and we were drowning in our debt and how busy we were and how cluttered our house was and just every single aspect. And we took that drowning feeling and we're like, this, no, no more. This is not life. This is not how we want our life to be we're going to reset and we're going to do it now. (laughs) And we just kind of kept going from there. Yeah. I think that's such a beautiful way to look at it. It's like the, the earth is healing. Yeah. This is our opportunity to like heal our lives as well. And I will, I will admit that even myself and my husband who have the knowledge and we do this process, like there are so many things that we're not going back to. Like we realized we were out of alignment and we were doing too much and now this has been a huge reset for us as well. Yeah. And even my kids, like, I mean, we homeschool. So, and I work from home. So, I mean, we're pretty used to like being from home and we, I mean, but we still had things we were going to do all the kids' activities, family stuff, you know, all the things. Mm -hmm. And they, the kids missed it for like the first two weeks. And now they're just, they're outside. They literally, I was literally before we got on this call, I looked out the window and my nine-year-old was carrying a worm. You're like, nice. <laughs> and I was just like, what is she? <laughs> okay. You know, and they're just, they're just sleeping late. They're hanging out with their sisters. They're just, yeah. they're doing their thing. And it's like, you know, this is the good stuff of life. Yes. And a lot of us that we you know our age, we're like, we remember before the internet, <laughs> we remember playing outside till dark. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, maybe that is the good stuff. Maybe that's what we need to be like getting back to. And yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. 
I think, I think that if we let it, there will be a lot of good to come from this. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that people right now will be like, this is not good for me, but I just think like, this is how, how all hero stories are, right? The hero Mm -hmm. always has a huge low point. There's never a hero story where they're just high, 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 high. There always has to be a low point. So just think of this as your low point and you're the hero. You know, you got this. Like you can get out of this. And it's going to make your final story even more impressive and even more like motivational because, you know, I mean, it would be one thing if you came on here and you were like, I was a thousand dollars in debt. Right. Okay. No, (laughs) I was a hundred thousand. Like it was a lot. (laughs) It was a big (laughs) you know, and that's even more of a triumph. And that's even more of like, you know, I've been through some things and I came out the other side and look at how strong I am. And I love those. Like, those are the stories that motivate us. So, I mean, that could be whoever's listening, like that could be their story. And I love that. That's so amazing. So as we kind of um, wrap up, I always like to ask, you know, if you could go back to the former version of yourself before you started on this journey, what would you tell her? I would tell her, first of all, it's possible. Like whatever you're thinking about, it is possible. And then number two, to just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. There doesn't have to be anything big. It's all the little things. I think, well, we were at Rise together and it was at Rise, I think, where I heard Rachel Hollis. She was talking about stacking dimes. And I don't know, it like somehow I've heard that before. And then when she said it, I was like, yes, every tiny, tiny step you take is a dime. And a dime feels like nothing when you're just looking at the dime. But when you start stacking the dimes, right, that's when your stack gets big and then it adds up to dollars and hundreds of dollars and blah, blah, blah. So it's literally just starting with that little tiny first step um, and it will continue to stack and you'll start to, you'll start to get momentum. I love that. My, one of my favorite takeaways from Rise was, and I've kind of, I've kind of brought it up on the podcast a couple of times, but obviously it's worth repeating because it's amazing. I loved the story of the women and the immigrants and how like, you know, your ancestors went through all of these things and now you're standing on the backs of your ancestors and all of these like warrior women that have come before you and just that whole story. And I was just thinking about how, how many generations have fought for us to get to where we are now. Mm -hmm. And like, they've done so much of that work for us and I just thought that that was like so amazing. And so every time I think about giving up, I think about all of the things that generations of women have been through to get us to where we are now. And I'm like, I can't do them a disservice. (laughs) It's like, we got to keep going. Yes, I remember. I think I was like tearing up at that time. It was super powerful. And one of my big things is like, I'm just leading this like mediocre life, Mm -hmm. which I could have kept doing. And not that everyone needs to start a business or whatever, but I'm just saying like, you need to find what lights you up and what you need to be putting out into the world. Like we need you to be doing that. And so to think about those women who had paved the way for us as women to even do that, to even go after those things. Yeah, that was so powerful. To even sit here and talk about money as women was something that could have not been done. And still in some countries, like 
could not be done. We are amazing creatures. I feel like we really sell ourselves short of what we are capable of. Yeah, for sure. That's why I love to like have guests come on because it's one thing to hear it from me, but to hear it from woman after woman and just, you know, hear other families' stories and it is possible. Mm -hmm. It is so possible. And if I can do it and you can do it, then whoever (laughs) listening can definitely do it. Yes. So um, what else can we expect from you in the future? Obviously, I'm going to link to your podcast. And I saw um, one of your workbooks that you had linked to. I'm going to link to your podcast where you kind of talk about how to create your 10-year vision. And you have one of your workbooks in there. And you had so much great stuff on your website and I was so excited, like jump around and like get our outline ready. And it was great. Um, But what else can we expect from you in the future moving forward? Um, Well, right now I'm kind of, I'm in the process of actually coordinating a virtual summit, which I would love to have you on it. So that would be amazing. So I'm still kind of finalizing the dates, whether it's going to be in the fall or if I'm going to wait till January. So that's going to be really big. And I'm really excited about it because like I said, in the financial world, there's a couple other financial virtual summits that I've seen. But I'm, it's really going to be based on my process, which is like, we're, it's holistic. Like this isn't just mm-hmm. about money. It's not just about creating budgets, but it's more about having conversations about how money intersects every area of your life and then how you can use your money to grow in that area. So it's, it's going to be really awesome. I'm really excited. So I'm in the midst of partnering and, you know, finding people who have a similar money like viewpoint as me. So I think it's going to be really awesome. And then I'll start, I'll start the podcast up again in the fall. And that's the big thing. I love that. Yeah. So I will definitely link to all of your stuff so everyone can jump over and check you out, follow you on Instagram and, you know, all that good stuff. And I thank you so much for coming on here and sharing and having this conversation is so great to talk to you yes sammy thank you so much for having me it was lovely yes thank you guys for joining us i will link to everything that we mentioned in the show notes and i will talk to you guys next time bye guys thanks for hanging out for another episode of a sunny side up life podcast if you enjoyed this episode please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message if you haven't already please leave a review and subscribe reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community and again thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today remember that i'm always here to support you and i'm always cheering you on along the way Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.